0: Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio.
1: Welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you along with Adam Bly as we talk about apparitions and demonology. What was it? Was, was it God that allowed Satan to do what it does? I mean, why does it exist,
0: Adam? Yeah. So, yeah, that's a great point, George. It's, it's an important and fundamental thing that... Uh, the demons and Satan are only able to do what God allows them to do. They're not running free. Um, they're not little gods. They're, they're none of that. They're just a creature, just like everything else God created. And uh, the the answer to why they're allowed to do what they do, which is tempt us, that's their ordinary activity. Um, the reason is it's for our spiritual benefit. So think about it, George, if you never had any challenges in life, if you never had any difficulties to overcome, we would essentially be lazy and immature and just laying back and having somebody feed us grapes and and there'd be nothing um, to kind of struggle against in life and to become stronger. And it's through our mistakes that we gain wisdom. And so, uh, in a sense, for our spiritual maturing for us to become stronger spiritually, we need the resistance of temptation and the activity of the demon. God's not going to tempt us to do evil. He allows these fallen creatures who also have free will uh, to do that work. And so, yeah, in the end, it's for our benefit, even though, you know, yeah, it's not a pleasant thing, as I'm sure you heard from Father Rossetti, um, because those are the extraordinary activities, the rare and extraordinary Very rare, uh, extraordinary stuff. So, yeah, he's, he's serving in spite of himself.
1: Is it a test on us?
0: That's one way to look at it, sure. Every temptation is a test. So every time you're tempted to cheat on your exam or to have an affair or to steal something, whatever it might be, sure, in a sense, that's a test. Um, and we either resist or, or we fall to that. Uh, but the central Christian idea is that you pick yourself up, dust yourself off, repent, say you're sorry, and then keep going without, you know, kind of giving up on yourself.
1: Adam, I think pure evil is on the increase. In uh, You know, you see it in news reports, but I, I just have a feeling that strange things are happening. What do you feel about that? And if I'm right, why is that happening?
0: Well, the only data that I really have, George, is from the world that, that, that I kind of live in. And, and I, you know, I consult with priests all over the country and to some extent all over the world about cases every week. And I can tell you that through the grapevine, I, I can say very consistently, everybody is seeing a, a dramatic increase in cases.
1: Yes, I know but it. The, I know it.
0: Yeah, over the last couple years in particular, um, but certainly over the last five years. Now, you have to be careful because when people are under stress, they're more likely to kind of have, you know, their their personal problems maybe emerge a little bit, maybe some struggling with mental illness mm-hmm. or despair. Mm-hmm. So you got to be careful with that. But what I'm talking about is is the cases where, you know, the priest has started working on it, and it's a legit, real case. And so, yes, I would say something something does seem to be a little different about the time we're living in.
1: Do demons have the opportunity to pick their moment? Let's say somebody's guards are down, right? And they say, now, now's our chance to hit this person. Do they look for things like that?
0: They do. Um, they... But remember, they, they need permission to do what they do from God. So, yes, they want to strike us when we're at our weakest moment. How they strike us is usually through temptation, um, but the uglier stuff, uh, that's... Gosh, George, it, it seems to be that some people are really of interest to them, and those people, when they dabble in black magic or ghost hunting or divination uh... these violations of the first commandment those people they pounce on figuratively uh... but other people they don't and we don't necessarily know why so sometimes during the exorcisms they'll say we knew this person had a vocation to the priesthood or this person had a vocation to the religious life and we wanted to stop that from happening and so we worked very hard to distract them and to get them involved In our world and so sometimes they'll tell us why this this person was picked by them to you know as a high-value target so to speak but you know there's other times where we don't know why they did but the the rules are there from God to keep us safe they're not there to like make our lives miserable they're actually there to keep us safe and and part of it is to keep us safe from you know these creatures
1: and these creatures, and they 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 fascinate me at how they select who they possess or who they go after. Is it the weak?
0: No, it's it's not the weak. Um, if it was the weak, they would just be going after people that are, you know, perhaps mentally troubled or had a, a brain problem uh, where their will was compromised. They, those those don't seem to be the people they're after. Um, They seem to be after the people that God has given graces to do more spiritually in their life. And then also the people that are spiritually very strong. So if you think of Padre Pio, you know, everybody's heard that name. Padre Pio famously was brutally uh, beaten and tormented by demons uh, during his life. And, you know, this was a Capuchin priest with the stigmata living in a monastery, incredibly devout. He had had visions himself and apparitions since his childhood, and yet God allowed the demons to attack him viciously. Now, they never possessed him, but, you know, other people witnessed the results of physical beatings that he took from them, the cure of ours. Um, John, St. John Vianney, you know, he famously had the devil appear many times and complained to him, set his bed on fire, various other attacks. So it's, it's often the strong that they go after to try to dissuade them, uh, or those that God wants to really use in this life.
1: In the movie The Exorcist, which came out in 1973, hard to believe it's 48 years already. Yeah. But it was based on William Blatty's book of the little Baltimore boy, a real case that happened in St. Louis, where I am right now. And uh, but it was portrayed by Linda Blair. She played the part of Reagan McNeil. Yeah. Generally speaking, Adam, who gets possessed more by demons, a male or a female?
0: Well, we see more female cases.
1: You do? That's unusual for me.
0: Well, I, I would say probably mm, two out of three are female, maybe a little more. Um, I think some cases of the men... You know, we tend to be a little more stubborn, um, and so I think some men just deal with it and don't want to ask for help, just like sometimes we don't want to go to the doctor or the hospital for medical problems. So that might play a part, but yeah, it does seem to be more women than men.
1: Any reason why?
0: Don't know. Um, I don't have a real theory on that yet.
1: Have you found, like you said, you go to a weekly exorcism? Do you go all over the country?
0: Uh, It depends on the week. So we do multiple exorcisms every week. Um, You know, we had a number of successful ones on Friday, right before the weekend. Um, I help in other dioceses sometimes, so kind of more regionally I might go there. Uh, But I consult on cases all over the country. So I might get a call from a priest saying, hey, we're in the middle of this, this is going on, any, any ideas or advice, that kind of thing.
1: Is there a common denominator between people who have been possessed by a demon? Is there something that pops up that you say, you know, if 10 people have been possessed, nine of them have this trait?
0: Yeah, I would say a history of black magic in their own lives or in their family's life.
1: Or how about Ouija board playing?
0: That can be there, for sure. Uh, The worst case I've ever seen uh, was largely from a Ouija board, but you know, not just dabbling once with a Parker Brothers toy, but you know, many years of serious use. Serious
1: use, okay. That's interesting. So you do see that common denominator?
0: Oh, for sure. You know, like I mentioned, it's about First Commandment violations, and the First Commandment is put God first and don't put any other spirits before God. And so when you turn to other spirits for comfort, information, or power, you're breaking the first commandment, you're breaking your friendship with God, and you're starting a friendship with another spirit. And the spirit that's going to step in and encourage that you know, mortal sin, well, it's not going to be a saint, and it's not going to be a holy angel, so you got the bad guys left.
1: Did you ever see a case, Adam, where the exorcist or the priest— who's conducting the exorcism, was unable to get rid of the demon? And then what happens?
0: Well, and and this is where you have to separate Hollywood from, from the way it really works. So, right, right. You know, Hollywood makes it about it's dramatic five minutes in the movie between the priest and the demon. But real exorcism, it's a pastoral process that, that's over usually months or years. And it's not just one demon that's cast out of a person. So... By the time they ask for help, there's generally, you know, dozens uh, or more, could be hundreds, in the person, and each week a number are cast out.
1: So So in theory, then, if you think you have cleansed the person, they could come back again the following week and still be possessed.
0: Oh for sure like like I said it's like an onion you're peeling an onion so there's a number of layers that are that God chooses to cast out each week and you might say well why not just get rid of all of them at once and the answer is it's a too much of a shock to their system psychologically emotionally their identity is so changed by this thing leaving that has been part of their mind usually most for most of their life or at least decades And so God removes as much as the person can kind of adjust to and get back on their feet. We literally have had people say, I invited them back in because I didn't know who I was or how to be. My identity was so changed after they were cast out. And so God does it as a slow healing process over time.
1: Is the person who is possessed aware that they're possessed? I mean, they know something's happening to themselves?
0: Yeah, so it depends on the case. So if the person is not doing anything to kind of make the demons upset with them, they're not going to church, they're not praying in a Christian sense, um, the demons don't have a reason to really punish them or show themselves because they're winning. And if the person is promoting something the demons want, like promoting black magic or witchcraft, um, then they're happy with them and they have no reason to torment them or show themselves cuz the person's serving them it's usually when the person you know for the first time in years we we've had people say well I didn't go to mass for 20 years and I went with my family on Easter cuz they really wanted me to go and that's the moment that they're dramatically attacked and you know scratched and bleeding in front of everybody by something invisible and then they say oh I have a problem but they may not have known so there's that kind of person who they're laying low. And then there's another type of case where they're very aware that they're possessed. They know something is wrong. They have blank periods of time. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's other manifestations that other people report, you know, that scare them. Supernatural strength, strange voices coming out of them, speaking languages that they don't know. Um, You know, a bunch of things that...
1: Is it 24-7 or does it come and go?
0: It comes and goes. So...
1: So they could be normal one day, and then the next day they're screwed up and evil.
0: In a sense, yes. Remember the idea that God has to allow what they do. So God tries to give the person, in a sense, a break uh, and let them function to some extent. Um, while they're particularly once they're they're getting help on an ongoing basis, you know, through prayer. But even before they ask for help, yeah, like. You know, some are holding down jobs, some have families.
1: Oh, my God, yeah.
0: But some are completely non-functional. I've seen very sad cases where the person was disabled. um,
1: Almost indefinitely?
0: Oh, oh yes. I mean, unless the person's freed of this, it, it just wears them down, and then they pass away.
1: When the exorcism is successful, what's the trait that you see most of the time? To know that this is complete.
0: Well, there's a few things. Uh, one, when the last one is gone and the case is over, um, there's a, there's an overwhelming, bursting, jubilant uh, joy in the person, uh, and uh, and they have a certainty that it's over. They feel at peace inside for the first time.
1: Is there a glow about them?
0: There's there's a glow about them. Yeah. The other thing, George, that I would say in nine times out of ten. Uh, they report seeing Mary, the mother of God, enter the room, approach them, and usually she simply says two words, it's over, Mm -hmm. um, and nothing more. And even people that aren't Christian, uh, they're not baptized, they don't know the Christian world, uh, they will say this beautiful woman came in the room, I don't know who she was, but she told me it's over, who was that? Uh, So about nine times out of ten, Jesus sends his mother to end the case. Um, I can't tell you exactly why that is, except he loves his mother and and she's a mediator of graces uh, in many ways in the world. Of course, Jesus is the source of, of all graces, but she mediates them. So when we hear the person describing Mary, that's a clue that it's probably over, but George, you have to be careful. And so... You keep praying for a number of sessions after that to be sure nothing is still hiding in there. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.